Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, the 25th day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer and silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts, and wash away all our sins in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 21, beginning this morning at verse 15. If a man has two wives, one of them loved and the other disliked, and if both of the loved and the disliked have borne him sons, the firstborn being the son of the one who is disliked, then on the day when he wills his possessions to his sons, he is not permitted to treat the son of the loved as the firstborn in preference to the son of the disliked, who is the firstborn. He must acknowledge as firstborn the son of the one who is disliked, giving him a double portion of all that he has, since he is the first issue of his virility, the right of the firstborn is his. If subborn has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his father and mother, who does not heed them when they discipline them, then his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of his town at the gate of the, that place. They shall sit they shall say to the elders of this town, The son of ours is stubborn and rebellious, he will not obey us. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the town shall stone him to death. 
so you shall purge the evil from your midst, and all will hear and be afraid. The fourth commandment tells us to honor and respect our parents. The respect, love, and trust we experience within our home teaches us to live in love and respect for God and for our neighbors. And these households are the building blocks of a whole society. It is as if the household were a world in miniature. But before we deal with the problem of a disobedient and unruly child, we have to consider the goodness and righteousness of the parents. In this brief session, parents are reminded that their inheritance is not given on a whim to the son or to the wife of the one that is most loved or able to gain favor in the eyes of the father, but according according to custom and now to statute. The firstborn is to receive a double portion by right. Parents have a responsibility to do what is right by their children. And this is the positive side of the fourth commandments. Just as we respond with love and trust to God's love and faithfulness to us, so parents are expected to faithfully love their children and treat them with fairness and kindness. In response, children are to honor and obey their parents. It is the parents who love first and freely, and the child learns to respond as the relationship grows. What happens when that relationship is broken? Before we move on, though, it's it's important to notice uh, how this right of the firstborn is uh, broken. It actually responds uh, uh, directly to the story of Jacob and Esau, uh, where Esau uh, uh, is cheated out of his birthright uh, by Jacob and by Jacob's mother. When a child, however, despises and rejects a parent, the law lays out a process to make this a capital offense. Family appears before the elders, and a judgment is rendered. Uh, it's interesting that the judgment here is that the, the son is rebellious and a drunkard uh, is uh, the capital offense. We'll find in the gospel that the Pharisees will level this charge against Jesus himself, calling him a friend of tax collectors and sinners, and a drunkard. We cannot imagine that such a law, though, was ever taken lightly. We are not talking about small inconveniences or children learning to live and think and act independently as adults, and so they, they press the borders of, of those uh, relationships. This is a kind of treason and betrayal that severs the normal relationship between parent and child. So it's almost impossible to think of a situation where a parent would expose a child to the possibility of, of stoning but then again, we have witnessed both parents and children who have done imaginable, unimaginable things to each other. It's also, I think, really difficult to read this section without thinking about it all as some kind of metaphor for God's relationship with us, since so much of this household language is employed to teach us about the nature of our relationship with God. This past Sunday, we heard Jesus tell the parable of the prodigal or wasteful son. There's a story of a father with two sons and all kinds of questions about inheritance, honor, love, and respect, about disobedience, about refusing discipline, about being lost and a drunkard. And in Jesus's telling, we know that he is talking about God's household. After hearing these sections of Deuteronomy this morning, though, it might be interesting to go back and, and reread the parable of the prodigal son that we find in Luke chapter 15 ask ourselves questions like this. What do you think the, 
the right, what role do you think does the right of the firstborn play in this family drama? Why is it that the younger son asks for his inheritance right now? Why is it that the older brother will stay outside of the party? Does this reading from Deuteronomy change your mind about the parable when we know that a capital punishment case could actually be made for what the younger son did, not only to the family, but to himself? What is Jesus then saying overall about the love of the Heavenly Father who chooses, who looks, who anxiously is awaiting to forgive and to restore instead of to punish or to make a public example? Once again, just because the law exists does not always bind us to prosecute it to its fullest. Jesus will say God requires, desires, mercy, not sacrifice. If God's desire is to reconcile all of God's children and to make the household whole again, then God's forgiveness, mercy, and steadfast love are the surest, actually the only way to accomplish that purpose. That is what God desires. God wants to unite one household in Christ Jesus. And isn't that the point of the parable? Once again, where there is love, there is no need for the law. When love grows cold, though, the law is all we are left with. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. And especially for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare. For all who work for peace and international harmony for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are on the road 
for those who are without homes, for those who have been welcomed in, and for those who welcome in refugees who are feeding, clothing them, for those who comfort the mourning, care for the sick, tend to the wounded. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.